Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there. My name's Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And this week... Formula One arrives in Abu Dhabi for its traditional season-closing race and the final Grand Prix in a gruelling, record-equaling 22-race season. But after countless kilometres in the air visiting 20 countries across five continents, some same old stories are always bound to make headlines, like speculation over Lewis Hamilton's contract. Despite the seven-time world champion having already signed a long-term deal to stay with Mercedes, reports that he had talks with Red Bull Racing were the biggest talking point in the Asmarina paddock. Hamilton denied the story, but he and RBR team boss Christian Horner have markedly different recollections of the event, or the non-event, depending on who you ask. Perhaps it was the jet lag that caused this unexpected bone of contention to arise. The paddock was already exhausted by the bizarre hours kept in Las Vegas, and after a very long-haul flight to Abu Dhabi, there's a sense everyone's ready for this record-equaling season to finally draw to a close. Elsewhere in the paddock, the FIA stewards have already opened their first investigations of the weekend, with Mercedes boss Toto Wolff and Ferrari principal Fred Vassar grilled for some salty language used one week ago in Las Vegas. So for more on the stories making headlines in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix paddock, let's hear now from your host, Chris Medlin. Hello again, everybody. Chris Medland here with you, trying to come down from the adrenaline high. That was a karting race that I just won, uh, thanks to Alpine, who put on a bit of a media championship that finished here in Abu Dhabi, and I managed to win it. So the alleged prize is the chance to drive a Formula One car at some stage, which is why that's the thing you're hearing about first. But I promise I'll move on quickly, because I know you're not here to hear about how my evening's been. You're here to hear about how Thursday has been at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, And there's been just one story in the paddock really today. One main story. There's other things we all get stuck into, but it's one that wasn't really on the cards this morning. Uh, And it came out after a newspaper report about Christian Horner claiming that Lewis Hamilton's representatives had been in touch with Red Bull earlier this season, trying to see if there might be a seat available for Hamilton to drive for Red Bull in future. Now... These sorts of reports had come out around the time of Monaco that he'd been linked with a move to Ferrari or had at least been speaking to Ferrari. Uh, And then it was uh, in this summer that Hamilton then signed a two-year contract extension to stay with Mercedes until the end of 2025. Now, Horner's comments suggested that 
Hamilton was the one wanting it to happen and that realistically Red Bull just were not interested. That was then put to Hamilton, uh, who said that was completely false, that he'd never been in touch with Red Bull, that he'd not spoken to Christian, that he'd checked with his team and that none of his team had been in touch either. Uh, And he said essentially that the story was was made up or at least Horner's side of it was made up, uh, which was a pretty strong response. Hamilton, to his credit, was saying, yeah, I'd love to drive a Red Bull. I'd love to feel what that car feels like because it's the dominant car this year. And that's the car that you want to have an understanding of and, and know what Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez are feeling behind the wheel. Uh, but that's the same for any driver. We'd all say the same thing. So he was complimentary of Red Bull, uh, but he, he didn't say that he wanted to go and race for them. He also did say, though, that he would have no trouble uh, being Max Verstappen's teammate. He said he wouldn't have a problem with doing that at all. Uh, he'd be happy to do so, but that he didn't think Max would want him as his teammate. Uh, whereas in the FIA press conference, Max said the same. He said he'd be no trouble. He'd like it, uh, but also didn't want to make headlines and said, you know, you're focusing on Lewis, but there's lots of drivers that I'd have no problem with as well. Uh, that's just what you're asking me. So I'm giving you an answer. But why does it make a difference? Because it's not going to happen uh, and it's not going to happen because Hamilton has signed that contract with Mercedes. Again, something that Horner then said afterwards was that clearly Hamilton is happy where he is because he signed to stay longer term with Mercedes rather than keeping his options open or pursuing something at Red Bull. But uh, just an interesting, almost war of words. Uh, Hamilton suggesting that the reason that sort of topic is brought up is because his name has reached. People start looking into what these stories are uh, and know they'll go far if they drop Lewis's name into it. So he felt like it was being done for clout almost. Um, which I can understand his point and you can see but at the same time it's not like Red Bull have been struggling to get headlines for winning races or for the season they've had so uh, a bit of an odd one if that was the reasoning Uh, and they certainly don't need to put pressure on Sergio Perez they can do that uh, pretty comfortably just the way his season's gone and with Daniel Ricciardo waiting in the wings in Alpha Tauri that was something I put to Christian Horner a bit later on about Ricardo and what he's doing there and he was very clear he said absolutely he's there to audition for a Red Bull seat in 2025 uh, it's Checo's to lose because he's in it in 2024 but that's why we've put Daniel there to show to us that he's good enough and that he can have that seat back so you know, the pressure is on Perez regardless. They don't need to use Lewis Hamilton's name for that. But uh, it was a story that really did start to run. Uh, it seemed to be suggested that maybe it was Anthony Hamilton speaking to Christian Horner at some stage uh, as someone who wasn't actually officially representing Lewis Hamilton. And perhaps in passing, something came up and then Horner's used that to respond. Horner did also mention uh, talks that Lewis Hamilton might have had with Ferrari and John Elkan. Uh, but that was something that Hamilton said yeah look, I get on well with John I've, I've met him at uh, past events uh, there was a Google event they went to with him in Italy and he said so you know we're friendly so yeah we speak uh, I speak to Fred Vasseur as well I used to drive for him in junior categories so since he's been back in Formula 1 we speak pretty regularly but none of it is to do with moving teams uh, or, or taking up a drive so uh, really interesting unusual to, to get Lewis Hamilton's future as a topic uh, this week but it definitely got everybody talking Now, what I was expecting to be the topic of the day in the Abu Dhabi paddock was tiredness and jet lag, I must admit. Uh, Now, you may well have picked up over the Las Vegas weekend from these podcasts that it was a brutal schedule in Las Vegas. The timing of the race, the timing of all the track action uh, compared to the timing of day that we were dealing with meant people were finishing. I I don't even want to say in the early hours each morning. It was more early morning as in 6, 7 a.m., even 8 a.m. sometimes. So uh, people's body clock were really, really getting hurt uh, in Vegas and then having to fly a long, long way 
to Abu Dhabi. For anyone direct, it was around 16 hours, I think, for those that could uh, either get themselves onto the charter flight that might be direct or they had to do a hop within the US before getting a, a long-haul flight. But it really did, uh, I think, knock a lot of people out of whack. And, and there's plenty here uh, that are very, very tired this week. Uh, it actually started as well. This is another reason why I thought this would be the main talking point of the day because Esteban Ocon was not present at the circuit. He's been unwell a week. Uh, his doctors have advised him to rest. Now, Alpine say that he's improved Thursday morning. His condition is not as bad as it was and that they expect to have him back soon. Uh, and I think as it stands, they expect him to be back in the car on Friday. But uh, never great for someone to be unwell. Uh, Valtteri Bottas admitted as well that he'd been unwell uh, over in Las Vegas. He'd had a stomach bug, so that had been hampering him during the weekend. Christian Horner, again, I mentioned I spoke to him, but uh, he was saying that he'd had potentially a migraine uh, on the flight over to Abu Dhabi from Vegas. He was really struggling with that. So a lot of people that were heavily burned out and heavily tired uh, by this schedule with what Vegas took out of them, but also the timing of that race and then having to come straight to Abu Dhabi for the finale. Uh, And it was something that was quite interesting when it was raised with Fernando Alonso, who, of course, is the most experienced driver on the grid and the oldest driver on the grid. And he was kind of asked if he was going to go on forever because he's performing so well and he reflecting on this season said that he's got 100% got more love for Formula 1 this season because the motivation is boosted by the results he said you can't hide it and you know it does start to wane if the results aren't there but when the results are there it really gives you a boost so when he was then asked, you know, when will you ever stop? He kind of said, it's nothing to do with my driving, I don't think. A direct quote was, extreme self-confidence in my performance. So fair play to him for that. Obviously, Alonso, into his early 40s, is still thinking he can go for a long time. But he said what he thinks will stop him is the schedule. He says with a calendar and a demanding schedule, uh, one day he thinks he'll feel it's time because there are other things in life. Um, and it's been so demanding this season with just 22 races. Uh, we had two cancelled. It should have been 24. But he said next year, let's see how it feels with the full 24 if they come off. Uh, and he then saw that Vegas is stuck part of a triple header next year as well. It's the first race of a triple header ahead of Qatar and Abu Dhabi to finish the season. So not only do people have to go through the same that they've been through this year, but they have to do it with uh, a third race off the back of it as well. And basically, Longer says, that's the sort of thing that's going to drain my battery. It's not going to be the driving. So uh, I don't think driving is going to be the thing that stops me racing in Formula One. It's going to be actually the schedule and how punishing it is. Uh, but caveated that with the fact that he thought potentially signing for McLaren in 2007. He had a three-year deal and he thought that might be his final contract in Formula One. Uh, and here we are, what, 16 years after that and he's still going strong. So you can tell that drivers... When they love it, they will keep racing. But it's even starting to get to them now that the schedule is just too much. Now, something else that was getting to people was uh, Fred Vasseur and Toto Wolff were showing how tired they were in Las Vegas. But the issues that were found in FP1 when the track was deemed unsafe with the water valve cover coming up and damaging Carlos Sainz's car led to a very heated press conference at the time. Now, no, you haven't tuned in to the Thursday podcast from the Las Vegas Grand Prix, but 
you have tuned in to a investigation into what happened there in terms of the FIA summoned both Fred and Toto uh, to explain their language because they both swore in the press conference back in Vegas basically because they're frustrated the sir because of Carlos Sainz's car getting damaged so heavily really wasn't happy about that and the fact that he was then being made to do the press conference 20 or 30 minutes later and he was still counting the cost of that incident Wolf was unhappy at the way that there was criticism of Las Vegas but then a journalist that he doesn't have a particularly great relationship with uh, kind of stoked the flames a bit made a few comments off mic um, that according to the stewards document that came out today provoked uh, Wolf and led to him snapping a little bit so both were given formal warnings it could have been more severe but the stewards deemed that there were reasons for their language and their behavior they said with Vassar it's actually something he he does fairly often and they feel it's unacceptable language but it's not uncommon for him to use it whereas with Wolf it kind of worked for him that they said it was uncommon for him to use it and that he doesn't have a history of that. So uh, funny how it seemed to play into their hands in both directions in that sense. But uh, the pair of them did have to go and see the stewards and it was quite funny when they were walking up the paddock together, uh, kind of smiling about it like naughty schoolboys that were being sent to see the headmaster. And the majority of the paddock were on their side. They were kind of saying, well, what's wrong with swearing and showing a bit of emotion? Uh, so I think they felt a bit vindicated that nobody was criticising them for it, but the FIA had to follow its own regulations and, and that's language that's not allowed in those press conferences. So they got a bit of a slap on the wrist and we'll have to see if in the Friday press conference with team bosses tomorrow, whether everyone behaves themselves and keeps their language in check. Thanks very much to Chris, who's in the Abu Dhabi paddock this weekend, covering all the action and presumably throwing his weight around as Alpine's next F1 star after his karting triumph. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.